Let's get it. All right, we split up the episodes, but this is officially, officially, officially the Premier League preview. We got a list of categories we're going to get into, but before we get into them, and what we're going to do is start from the bottom and work our way up to the top six and who are we thinking is going to win it all. I gave you the list, so you know what I mean by that. And then, um, yeah, but how are you feeling? You guys kick off the season um, Friday, so get into it right now. First of all, you could talk a little bit about the game Friday, just how you feel about, you know, first game, we're doing it, treble mm-hmm. winners, kicking it off against Vincent Company, former player, going no. to Burnley, promoted side. So how are you just feeling about that and just the season overall for your team and just everything, all the teams involved, the the, the Luton Towns, the the <laughs> Brentfords, all those fucking teams. How are you feeling? I'm excited, yeah. as you can hear in my voice. Dude, I'm, I'm 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 ready. It's time. You know, the season's back, like you've mentioned on previous pods, shorter season, shorter summer off season. You know, it's amazing how we're still feeling the residuals from the World Cup. And uh, it, this is ultimately going to be a, a kind of a race to who can finalize their 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 roster before things really get going. You know, I can make a strong argument that every year and you, you typically hear this from like Tottenham fans or United fans when oh the season real starts when the when the windows closed because that way you can finalize your roster kind of thing. I mean this this oh, is a, <laughs> shout out to you O'Leary. This this is potentially a good season to have that that statement could have its most strongest impact. I mean right now on the 8th of August, we play in three days. We are potentially putting down $70 million for Lucas Paqueta. That is an incredible situation. And uh, I got to give a shout out to, to uh, Charlie Sharpie with, with uh, yeah, that's right. You, you heard that correct. Charlie Sharpie at Charlie Sharpie. Uh, Shades of Blue. Other day on the podcast of their podcast, he said, we allotted about 90 M's for Declan. We put in an offer. That was valid. That money was allotted for something, for someone. And, you know, we always knew Joscoll was linked. We knew that was going to be done. I mean, if we're over here starting with 70, knowing that it can get up to upwards of 80, I mean, I don't know why West Ham would not take 70 million for him right now with their circumstances. They 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 would get relegated if they took the money. That's the problem. And I they, think they have it, fucked themselves so bad because they got a hundred million, and they 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 pushed and they whined and they prodded and they put out all these leaks about Arsenal. Oh, they're not they're they're prolonging the process. All of that to spend the next month to get Edson Alvarez, yeah. who they could have got before they got the Declan Rice money. Easy. I mean, this this is embarrassing, Easy. and and they cannot do this deal for City not because uh, and it has nothing to do with I don't want City to get another good player, but it's just if you if they if they if Here they there we go sell Paqueta they are truly fucked. Yeah, these 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 rats will have two hundred million to spend and they probably still won't spend it. They will get relegated because he's about the only quality they have right now, and. It's way too late in the window to be selling them. So if they are going to sell them, they better sell in the morning. The Terry Fleur's done deal better be <laughs> that done deal show better be legit because they cannot do that. 
<laughs> well, it's funny you say that because the, your your strongest argument to their situation, you forgot to mention. My guy, they just bought Skamaka like a year or two ago, and he was supposed to be a great signing for him. Where did he Al- go? Already left Atlanta. That's right. It's incredible to me this situation and how this is case in point of anyone who wants to look at those clubs that are that are trying to to hold uh, 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 your value and and hold to a certain you know and be to be timely and be strategic. This it could go wrong. And this is case in point of going wrong. They have really put themselves in a horrible circumstance to to compete. And you almost have to wonder to yourself, how much does it matter to get that money? I mean, and who who are you going to get? You're not going to get anyone right now. Nope. You trigger, potentially, the best move you could do is trigger the release clause for G- Gabby Riega and add another attacking player. Um, but that's, we've noticed how picky he has been because he is actually turned down one to two clubs. Uh, one of them exactly being, uh, an Italian league club. So exactly. I, I so don't they can trigger that release clause. Is he signing the contract? Yeah. And, and I even, so. no, I agree with you. And, but well, it, I think it's fair that we both agree to that before it's valid because one of us over here is super hating the fucking West. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, at this point, there's, it, it's it's just universal opinion. It's not no, even it's hate. Fair. It's They're so valid. Clowns, they really are. And I, I saw it's this. Valid. I saw this. The way they acted in the transfer saga was embarrassing. Was it, embarrassing. Yeah. You have a club coming to you with with ninety million dollars, and you're like talking shit yeah. as if it's a it's a horrible offer. Truly. Meanwhile, it's you're going you're going and you're offering like what was the offer they made? Um, forget what it was but they made a disrespectful offer to another team they yeah. tried to get uh fucking oh they tried to get Paulinho for like 30 million and and they were, oh, they were trashing our offer 90 million <laughs> what do they think they're doing arsenal huh <laughs> bitch and then you go for Paulinho for 30 million when they said they wanted 80 yeah. give me a fucking break like i said it's not even hate at this point it's just it's calling a mud a mud yeah it's muddy it's very muddy. I gotta agree. Pretty, pretty scummy. Pretty muddy of of a club that you know I had a good relationship with, but I cannot dispute uh, how uh, just disingenuous they've been, how weird they've been, how just weird flex that you got the most sought after player, and you you really worked it in the wrong way, and you weren't working your back channels properly, and this puts you in this situation. And I hope uh, it continues to go down that path if the rumors are true that we're going after uh, Paqueta. But uh, no, let's let's get back to the overall stuff, man. I, I really think the season's going to be great. I think we got some great growth in a lot of teams. Um, I think there's potential for some real big sleepers, and uh, one of them, we play on Friday. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I am... I'm I'm telling you, I I am sipping that Kool Aid, uh, and I'm playing full homerism with Burnley. Uh, I'll say it right now on the first on the on the big major preview of this pod. I will be rocking a Burnley kit for one of these uh, episodes this season. I am getting me up as Burnley. long as it's not when Arsenal play them. I don't give a shit. Well, let's see how good they are first. But I mean, yeah. I, I I rate it. I rate it. I rate the work. Uh, I rate what they've done. I rate the moves too. I was looking at some of the transfers. I think they are cooking something there. Uh, so we'll see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. 
Let's see. Yeah, I think it's going to be such an exciting season. There's just so many variables. Really, this league is going to be about nine, ten deep, easy. Um, Facts. There's a lot of teams going for that. All all the European places, including the uh, shameful Conference League uh, seventh place, and um, yeah, just weird variables. Luton Town is their stadium even going to be fucking ready? Man, <laughs> is it going to be ready? What's it going to be like when fucking what's the away stands going to be like at that stadium Wow! when when you have AFTV trying to go there? It's just, there's so many interesting things this season. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be good, but let's just get into these categories right away. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how we transition right into this, but did you have an easy time doing this? Was it tough? Did you have your answers right off the bat? And have you, since I gave you these categories two weeks ago, made any edits? That's a great question. Holy shit. That's a great question. I have made, let me look officially. I have made two edits, two edits to my list since we've done this. So maybe one a week. Did Um, any of the edits have to do with the Nkuku out for four months news? Brian Matthew, ladies and gentlemen, the fucking Sorcerer Supreme today. Nostradamus, baby. Absolutely. With Nkuku being in Dundun, I, I have decided <laughs> to uh, remove them or change them. Don't don't spoil it, but you you you, you just scratch them off. Yes. I All mean, right. we'll I figure that out. That, that's going to be the teaser for the pod. Yes. Where, where were they scratched? And did Brian... <laughs> Scratch them off as well. Let's figure that one out later. But where do you want to start? Like I said, leave the relegation, mm-hmm. um, the top six, including the champion for, for you know, the last. But yeah. pick, pick a category you want to start with besides those two. I want to start. I want to start with the potential. This is going to be a great tease. I want to start with the signing of the season. So who will be the signing of the season? I did some homework for you, Brian. I did some research on this podcast. I'm a, I'm a journalist. Brian, I want to pronounce a name to you. That's got a lot of Z's. Got a lot of I's, B's, O's. He goes by Dominic. Dominic. Soboslai. Soboslai, yeah. It's that you easy. Got it right. Yeah, it's not it's not really that hard. It's it's the way it looks that's intimidating. Yeah. Well, I, I literally YouTubed it and heard it from the uh dictionary uh link that actually kind of broke down how it's phonetically pronounced. So Soboslai. Crazy to me how easy it is. Signing of the season. I think we are due to see a bit of a Hungarian wizard. He's good. He's good. Looks good. I rate it. Sick ball striking skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a couple scratch offs. I had Sabaslai as my signing of the season as well. Uh oh. But he got <laughs> scribbled off. You do a good scratch off. Yeah. He got <laughs> scratched off of mine. But yeah, I agree. I think he's going to be dangerous. Um, but for me, it's just kind of a redundant signing for Liverpool. Mm. They already have so much going forward. They I kind need of to focus on 
he's not he's not that midfield presence that's going to do like a lot of defensive scrappy work, which they need. They need that badly. They need they don't even have a DM. Fabinho fucked off to Saudi. They didn't bring in any center backs. That's a that's a total that's a blunder for sure. Not bringing in any center backs, Liverpool. Shame, shame on you. Mm-hmm. They're kind of doing the Brian Cashman. Cross your fingers and hope that players who used to perform three years ago start performing again after a down season. We got it. That's no. what they're that's what they're hoping for. That's literally it. That's so, literally it. Literally. So I, I think it's just a redundant signing. And I think there's just so many players going forward on that team that they're all gonna bang goals. It's gonna be a coin flip on who is the best player for them. I think he's going to be a very good signing. I'm not saying he's not going to be that. But I've just been so impressed. And this might be a little home cooking. But Yuri and Timber will be the signing of the season for different reasons. One, the kid is talented. Two, you are replacing something that happened last year. William Saliba goes down. Roberto Holding comes in. (laughs) And... uh, yeah, I try to make him Spanish, give him a little flair because his game has no flair. His hair has some his flair. His hair has got but, fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's going to be the signing of the season for that reason. When we have issues, Zinchenko often injured. Saliba, we hope he's not injured, but he did have a back problem. Back problems could be tricky. Um, Gabriel, any of those back defenders, I think the guy can even play midfield. Um, he's that talented. So I think for that reason, when anybody mishaps, or he might just be starting from day one and continue starting throughout the whole year. He's that Whoa. good. Whoa. Um, so I think for those reasons, the fact that now we have the depth we need, the depth that that city has always had, Laporte gets injured, John Stone slides in, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We have that with Timber. We have quality. Even if Zinchenko starts on Sunday, Zinchenko gets another knock, Timber's in it, and we don't miss a beat. So I think I think that was a big problem with us last year, the depth. And that is that for me, that's what makes a signing of the season. When you identify a problem that happened in the season before and you address it with pure, pure quality, that is why I think is gonna be the signing of the season. Um, yeah, I thought it was for Liverpool, but I just looked at Liverpool and said, was that an absolute need? Yeah. No. I thought DM. If they went and got let's say they went and got Declan Rice. I thought that would have been like signing of the season because you had a problem. Yeah. Fabinho was crap last year. You identified it. You dropped a hundred million to get Declan. That's what I, that for me, that's what signifies the signing of a season. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. Solid points. Uh, yeah. You know, I, the, the, the Liverpool point or the redundancy in the signing, man, that's an excellent point because they're, they're, they're so attacking. They're really covered in those positions. But I guess my, I guess my point to that, or my point to my sign to, to my pick is I potentially see him Dominic being the focal point of that offense. Could be, could very I'm well a, be. I'm actually seeing him being the major facilitator of what's happening moving forward there. Could be. I'm seeing Diaz and Salah and the Jotas and the um uh the Gapcos. Got the Gapcos. I being, forgot they had Gapco. Yeah, I see them benefiting from what Dominic is capable of doing. Uh, now, the problem is what's definitely behind those guys, right? That's what I can't believe they have not addressed that. And then they're a massive club. 
B, we gotta hold these fucks accountable because what they say is, how can we compete? Then we don't do money with Saudi. How dare their oil money? While your club legend goes to oil, your club captain goes to oil, and now you're sitting here, pockets fucking full of hope and 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 actual misery because all I've heard all summer is, yeah, yeah, yeah Romeo Lavia, Ro- city product, by the way, city product. Want to go ahead and throw that out there? Go ahead and go get our product. Go ahead. Give us the money back so we can keep funding the oil. Please do. So Liverpool, shit, you're so spot on with not addressing the need. And you're a big, massive club. They have to be held accountable for this. But I'm going to give them a little bit of love and later shit. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm nervous about it. Yeah, so that's going to be my signing season. Mine's probably a little biased, but I, I just I'm in love with valid. what I see from Timber. Oh, it's valid. Yeah, yeah. He looks good. He looks good. Swiss Army so, knife, I anticipate. Yes, that's what I love about it. And like I said, it's 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 addressing something that directly affected our downside last year. Mm-hmm. So legit, you can see him left back, right back, CDM in three yep. games, back to back to back, all different yeah. positions. He's never played left back. He looked pretty damn good at it on uh, Sunday. So but, yeah, and that's like again to this point, I will say you're kind of Mikel is kind of doing it's one or the other. Either Mikel is as great as Pep with being able to kind of see it and copy it with what we did with Zhao, or this is kind of proof that it's not that crazy evil genius what Pep came came up with. It's just, if you think about it, Zhao's able to do it. Timber's able to do it. They're both talented on the ball. They both can read how to defend in tight and or how to deal with in tight spaces. He's not dealing with a lot of room over there. And some of the decisions that he made, I'm telling you now, tipping of the cap. I saw it, and I'm just like, yeah, he read that perfectly. He did get, I think it was, and I was watching it back today. I only saw the first half. I didn't see the second half. He got baked one or two times in the sense that he he pressed too high, and we got out of it. But again, it was like an Akanji situation. Like, that's who our our fucking, our our left back's really going moving forward. So uh, it's, he's going to be grade A. And and you're actually probably, gun to my head out of the two of them, We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think both of those players are going to be solid. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And we might as well do this next one because they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Who was your flop signing of the season? What signing is going to flop? <sighs> this guy, I think, struggles. I think this guy is going to be someone who has been put in a situation where it's a little too big for his bridges. It's a little bit of a massive leap in a situation that, I don't know, everybody really wants it, but can you handle it kind of thing. Rasmus, I'm looking at you. Rasmus. That's a lot of money, man, for a sprinter. That's a lot of money for a track and field guy. And with the amount of goals, with the amount of output we've seen, and the play, and lack thereof, and you being a massive club, I think he's going to drop. I think it's going to be a huge, huge issue. I'm definitely going with Rasmus Hoyland. And it was also revealed today that uh, your boy already has back problems. <laughs> I don't know how you get through on, on the physical with that. That's very strange. But Weird. back problems in a striker that's coming to the 
Premier League at a young age, and it said that it said that the MRIs were worrying, worrying because there could be future back injuries involved. So I don't like the sound of that at all. Not at all. For your for your signing that you overpaid by a lot. Nobody knew who this Hoyland guy was mm-hmm. three months ago. Huge overpay. Man United tax on the signing. And yeah, back injuries for a, a young a young striker, don't like the sound of it. You're coming in, you're gonna go against with Saliba and Gabriel, Diaz and Stones. This is this is weekend, week out in the Premier League. There's yeah. there's no breaks. And you're in Dyer and Dyer. And they're expecting you to bang. They're expecting you to bang. They don't have anybody else. Martial, he's injured every week as well. Maybe it'll be, you know, it'll be a little party. They'll have a little they'll have a little injured list party between Hoyland and, and, and Martial. Always on the maybe they'll go back and forth maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like to sign that at all. However, this isn't my flop signing of the season. He was considered. Okay. Okay. He was considered. But I'm going with Tonali for Newcastle. Whoa. Flop signing of the season. All right. All right. This is a player. This This is a player that, while I think he's good, I think he is massively overrated. Saw him in the Champions League last year. I don't think he had had a good game in any of those rounds. Very, 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 very rough going for Tonali. And coming to Newcastle. I don't think they did a whole lot this this offseason. So you have to expect the signings you did make to make the difference. Yep. I don't want to spoil anything, but they mm. finished fourth last year. You sign a midfielder for that kind of money, you expect the midfield to improve a lot more. I don't think it is. I really don't. I think Joe Linton has been fantastic the past season. I think Bruno's been fantastic. Is he going to just slot in and, and make everybody better? I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. I don't think he's as good as we think he is or as, as the praise that he gets. So um, it was an ambitious signing. It was a nice signing for Newcastle. But I think it will be the flop signing of the season. I don't think it's going to work out how they do. Wow. that I see it. I see it. I also think this could be a situation where a lot of more variables are going to be in play than just GA from a 22-year-old player, uh, specifically with him having to play the six, right? I watched some of that summer series. Shout out to the Prem. Shout out to Peacock. Peacock, get your fucking dashboard right. Why is it so fucking – it's so hard to find a fucking game on your damn app. Get your shit together. I mean, damn, do NBC right for crying out loud. Paramount has the same problem too, by the way. Paramount's – Layout is embarrassing. Paramount it's, Plus. I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. They're they're just. It's god awful. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, you're not wrong. But 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 here's the thing. I think it's a lot of money. I think we're not even going to get the amount. You're going to be right because of what I'm about to say. I don't think we're going to see a lot of the starts out of him either. I think it was more of a grab where. They got us, I mean, to throw money at them based on the situation. Like, I don't feel like, I mean, sure, they scouted them kind of thing. Yeah. But I think Newcastle looked at that as, I'm going to take an advantage of a situation where we can just get them. I could be wrong, but I'm actually going to go over under 15 starts. 
I'm going to say he goes under. Really? Joel, yeah. Yeah. It's a 38 prem season, and I'm accounting for them being in Europe. I think that guy's going to get less. Uh, take it back. Let me back up a little bit. 20. Yeah, I think I think he'll, he'll probably be starting. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I think he'll be starting. I just I don't I don't think I don't think he's going to be that difference maker in their midfield that they're expecting oh, yeah. him to be. I That's agreed. That's agreed. Yeah, and I and also flop. The value here matters, right? What's the price tag? Seventy. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's big time. That's big time. When you put seventy down for for Tonali, you're you're you are to expect major game starts, major minutes. You know, some assists from that situation. You know, passes into the final third, crosses into the box. You know, passing effectiveness. Those are the things you want to see. So we'll see. But I don't. I, I yeah, I don't see it. I don't see him being major, mainly because of the opportunity, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, what what are your thoughts on Newcastle overall? I mean. They had a very, very good season last year, but, you know, people, much like Arsenal, Arsenal is going to have the same problem. People are going to expect them to be good from the very beginning. You know, mm-hmm. Newcastle, Arsenal, they went under the radar in the first four months. You know, people were going, oh, you know, they're playing good, but will they maintain this? And both teams, for the most part, did. So they're not right. going to catch anybody off guard at all. So do you think – I was expecting a lot bigger window. I think they might have FFP problems. But what did you think of uh, Newcastle's window o- overall, and how do you think they're going to they're gonna do this season? You know, Without lackluster. telling you what place they're going to be in, of course. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, lackluster, lackluster in the sense – the window was very lackluster in the sense that you have European play coming. You know, you, you've, you've done your work. It's it's time for you to kind of take that next step, and you, from an attacking perspective, though, I got to be honest, I, I'm I'm really happy with what they have. Like, not happy in the sense like I I wouldn't be for uh, Gordon as a backup striker or somehow backup rotation on my squad. I personally think that was kind of questionable, but you know, with with Bruno and Jolington and 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 you have um, uh, they signed Harvey Barnes. Which I think is a is a is a good signing. Um, Forgot you know, about that. Yeah, good signing. Yeah, but that's I think they're fine from an attacking sense. I think maybe they could have gotten themselves maybe someone a little bit bigger at CDM. Uh, maybe bring in another strong. Um, they brought in a young right back, Livermento, which is um, something I never that heard was of. An overpay too. A little bit of an overpay. Yeah, I, I have to see that. So. I'm I'm okay with the lacklusterness. I think you could have done more. I'm only okay with it if there is an FFP issue. You know, if there isn't an FFP issue, they should have been in some big club, big names. I'm also wondering why they should not be calling West Ham on, on Paquette right now. That would be Brazilian combination with Bruno G and Paquette in the midfield. Yeah, and Jolington. What am I talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Can Paqueta play right wing? Is that why you're going after him, or is that like what's oh. the, what do you think the plan is with that? Oh, I think the plan is first off we're coming off of our roster squad being so small. For one, we can technically add to it and be just fine. Depends on those wages. I think it's an opportunity for us to kind of. The first thing I thought when I saw it was was initially, where's my Bernardo extension? Confirm with me the Bernardo the extension is what we want it to be. Um, you know, it's, again, I, I go back to that. 
if we play Bernardo, if we were to sign Paqueta and put him out there, he's not playing right wing. He's playing the role of right attacker, which is probably cut in. I mean, find that little squeeze entry spot and 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 make a move from there. Um, I, I'm I'm going to be very curious with what we do. But you know, City fans at this point are going to be stoked about any major signing we bring in because I mean, it's it's we're finding that revolving door now that Mares is left. Our oldest player is fucking Kevin De Bruyne. Like it's wild to see how we're having this evolution and still maintaining our youthfulness, still maintaining a squad that is just the cycle continues. Like I would love to have, you know, but get that be added to us. I'd be curious. I don't think he's going to get that midfield role early on though. I'll say that. No, Cause he's not a CM. I'll tell you that much right now. He's an attacking mid. Yeah, so he's not. That's yeah. the thing is, is Pep already or City already looking for their Kevin De Bruyne replacement as he's aging, picking up more injuries year in and year out. Not saying they're going to boot him out of the club, but are they thinking forward? You know, that's interesting. I don't I mean, I don't know. The because thing about Kevin his position, is he's not a CM. I'm telling you when he plays CM for Brazil, it's not pretty. I mean, Pep can coach him into that role. But Pep's only here for two more years. So I think maybe his city looking forward to, or not looking forward, but just anticipating De Bruyne regressing. He's getting yeah. older, his game dwindling. And when that happens, boom, we got Paqueta to step in. Yeah. I, I, I have an update for you on that, on that Pep extension. Possible Pep leaving. Pep alluded to the possibility of an extension. Obviously, this is, you know, treble highs and we're still soaking it in and we're going to have a docuseries drop on the run that we just had and how marvelous it's going to be it's going to be a six-part docuseries so i can't wait to watch it but i i would not be surprised if he makes it an even 10 i would not be surprised if he makes it an even 10 and says you know from there i move but um it could be the signs of things to come you know and and should the day come where kevin you know gets replaced and, and is that next one in line because he would technically be the oldest um you know city fans right now we're having the conversations as as crazy and wild as we are uh, we're having a conversation if we should we retire his number which is like one of the most biggest honors you can give a player you know certain clubs oh, have yeah, done for it sure. so we really we really are at that mode with where we are and how we view the God that is Kevin De Bruyne the, just the legend that he is for us, but he knows it. He gets it. And yeah, it could be that day, but I would also not be surprised if Pep cooks some, cook something up with, with him in the right, uh, doing something at winger. It'd be very, very interesting. Yeah, possibly. You never know. You never know. All right, let's move on to these categories. So let's, um, let's, let's tie a couple together here. Um, so we did signing the season. We did flop signing of the season. Let's let's do uh let's do our mutt of the season. Now this is just overall just someone who just gonna you're a mutt. You disgust us. You really really embarrass us. Um, and I'm gonna say this. He'll probably have a nice season. This gentleman, I'm sure he will. Probably score a lot of goals. But Harry Kane, you continue to show what a disgusting mutt you are. Staying at Tottenham at this point <laughs> looks 90% likely. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Harry Kane. You are an absolute embarrassment. No ambition. And I was going to be nice and say, I hope he wins trophies at some point. I really do. <laughs> Even though he's a Tottenham player, I hope he wins trophies at some point. Not at Tottenham, but just some point in his career. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm praying that you never, ever touch a trophy in your life. You sticking with this team who has disrespected you, because it is disrespect. Facts. When you have a player like Harry Kane, you go for the title. Facts. And this is something that's happening with our New York Yankees that I, I find despicable. And I will continue to to bash our beloved Yankees for this. Because you have Aaron Judge and G- Garrett Cole, and you, you just run it back with the same shit show that happened last ye- season. Facts. And that's disrespect. Garrett Cole, he should opt out of his contract next year. Harry Kane, oh. you have Bayern knocking, and you're not pushing the move? You're just going to sit there, oh, I think Aunt Big Ange is going to be good. I'll, I'll wait. You're, you're in your 30s. There's no there's no time to waste. Yep. I'm not wishing this on the man, but a major injury can happen at any moment. Yep. Something in your life can happen, or father time can just hit you. It happens. It happens. Thanks. And you're just going to waste another year? Oh, I'll just waste a year and then sign as a free agent somewhere. That plan might not work out for you, my friend. You are not 24. You are not 24. This was your. This was a great opportunity to leave. You go to the Bundesliga. You get some trophies. And if you want to come back to England and get that goal record, you do so in a couple of years. But yeah. the fact that you're just going to stay at Tottenham, you know how that story ends. It ends with no trophies. It's a book Agreed. you've read multiple times. And it's not Agreed. even that good of a book. It's like you're reading the fucking... Goosebumps series, you know. This is this, is, this is yeah. This is this is this is basic amateur reads, and you know how the story ends, and you're just signing up for it in your 30s. I think it's just embarrassing, embarrassing behavior from Harry Kane. No ambition at all. All the talent in the world, but the guy has no ambition at all, and he's my mutt of the season. Brian, Brian, my mutt of the season is his teammate, his backup. We're Tarleton. We're going to have another year of absolute muddy, disastrous behavior. He scored a hat trick, though. Who scores? He scored a hat trick a couple weeks ago in preseason. This guy is going to probably get kicked out of training at some point. I predict him leaving 100%. Where? I don't know. Maybe Saudi League. I think he's that type of an idiot. Richarlison is 100% going to be my mud of the year. The guy's a clown. I think we're going to see more clown behavior. And it's going to reek of what our Italian friends have been telling us for years now. This is the Tottenham. This is the story of the Tottenham. History of Tottenham. Dude, but can you be the mud of the season when you give us a great moment like he did last year where he ripped off his shirt to equalize against Liverpool, and then they lost within 30 seconds later. That was a great moment. Can you be a mutt when you deliver such a great moment like that? I don't know. I'm questioning that one because for one me, he, he was my comedy relief of the season last year. <laughs> so that's a, that's a great valid point, but he's going to one-up it. If you think it's comedy last year, I'm telling you we're, we're due for some good stuff from him this year. I'm ready for it. Did you see that uh, Tim Romano confirmed that the, the Fabricio, uh, the Paqueta interest is real? How long ago? 
an hour, like an hour ago. What? Tappen yeah. is getting involved in this? He's getting involved. It's real. So wow. It says, I'm just going to read it real quick, and then we'll. I'm going to tie, tie together some of the next uh, couple categories. Yeah. But it says, uh, Manchester City added Lucas Paqueta to their list as talks took place. The deal is not easy as West Ham hoped to keep him, but City are trying. And Pep Cordiola is a big fan. Um, hmm. I'm going to go over to West Ham Central and see what this guy's saying. Because this guy yeah. was an absolute clown, and now people are rating his club as his club buys nobody. Oh, this is hilarious. And I was actually going to give them a, an up, uh, upcoming fixture a shout out. Uh, I was going to be happy to see when the Burgundy battle, the Burgundy Derby the Burnley. With, yeah. with Burnley and West Ham. I'm telling you, Burnley are slapping them. God, what I need to start following this West Ham Central guy. I need to start focusing He's on this be now. Freaking out! Which is, oh yeah, and it's going to be done quick. To be honest with you. Like, I'll say it now. It's Tuesday. If this is valid, if this is valid, he will be he will be with us Friday at the game, just like Josco was with us on uh in travel to Wembley. This this West Ham employee guy, the the tier one source for West Ham, he's yeah, an absolute supermodel. clown. Yeah, this guy's a clown. Look at what he supermodel. said. West Ham wouldn't entertain anything less than eighty million pound for Lucas Paqueta. And he is not for sale. You just put a price on him, but then you said he's not for sale. What a, Super these, these, these in the nose. We need to have an in the, in the know segment. It's going to be called the I don't know segment because these people just chat fucking garbage. They really just say whatever they want and then report Bro. it as fact. That is a fucking contradiction. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a 12 word tweet. <laughs> And the guy co- completely contradicted himself in 12 words. You know what? That's fucking impressive. That's really impressive. You have to be a fucking first-class moron to do that. What a joke. We what couldn't a entertain joke. less than $80 million and he's not for sale. Yeah. Yeah. What? So if he's not for sale, why did you just name uh, a, an asking price? You fucking idiot. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of these in the nose. Yeah. Year in and year out, they expose them. We're, we're going to do a segment at the end of the transfer window. We should. We are. We're going to highlight some of these idiots. the 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 biggest the biggest fucking uh, the biggest clickbait tweets. We're going to pick three each, and then and then post them because I saw a lot of fucking nonsense. The the Chuamini thing that people ran with to Arsenal was such fucking out of people pulled it out of their ass and ran with it for like three weeks. Three yeah. weeks. You never once, you never once no. even created anything about that, and no. I was looking, scratching my head, like I don't see it personally, but okay. Florian Pet- Pletterberg from Bayern, another another scoundrel, but yeah, let's not get too off cunt. But yeah, it's certainly interesting. Certainly here's, interesting. Here's a great place for receipts. This is going to be quite easy for us to be able to come up with three. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Fun after this window closes. I might have thirty. You easy. You can have thirty right now. Yes. Off rip. Like you don't even have to wait till the end of the window. And it's all from exactly who you've kind of named out. Even a couple more on the Liverpool side that would just be absolutely fraudulent in, in words. Yeah, yeah. We can go back with Liverpool because they were supposed to get Caicedo, Enzo oh, yeah. Fernandez, and Jude Bellingham, <laughs> and now they have McAllister, Sabasly, and uh, pick name out of a hat for DM. 
exactly. O'Leary. Yeah. So, all right. Let's let's tie these these couple next ones together. These are like the awards that everybody gets at the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do these three together. Then we're gonna kind of lead into our top six. So, player of the season, Golden Boot, Golden Glove, and Young Player of the Season. Give me all four of those. I don't know if this was his if he can qualify for this year, but he'll be my last player for the young player. Player of the year, I'm wearing his kit. This is his last hoorah, his last big season. Kevin De Bruyne is going to be the player of the year. The golden boot's going to go to Holland. The golden glove is going to go to Ederson. Out of all of these picks, I actually think Ederson's the safest bet in golden boot. I think we're returning to our form defensively. I think we're going to be one of the best defenses in Europe, if not the best. Currently, I actually think we really are, just with how we play and how we're structured. In any given day, it's hard to fucking score on us. I mean, if we take the most recent game, it took a fucking ricochet shot to to to, to score. And even at that point, it's like, what the fuck do you do? Like, you can't even be mad about it. Like, Jassard, <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I'd go uh, Kevin De Bruyne, player of the year, Holland Golden Boot, Ederson Golden Glove, and my young player of the year, Saka. We're actually very, very similar. I have player of the season, Holland, Golden Boot, Holland. Golden Glove Ederson, I was thinking the same thing as you. I thought defensively, I thought yeah. the reason you guys won the title is because we were crap defensively going at in in the in the stretch. We had some factors. Saliba Tamiasu, you know, and we didn't have the depth. I already said that with the Timber player uh signing of the season. And then I thought you guys were very impressive defensively. So I picked Ederson for the golden boot as well. Uh or, or golden glove, sorry. And I have young player of the season, Bakayo Saka. He probably should have won it already, but I think this season he he definitely gets it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're pretty similar on that. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just going to be another goal scoring season, and I think if you score thirty two plus goals every year, you're going to get the player of the season. I mean, I, I think so. City's going to be in that conversation. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The number I'm giving Colin this year is thirty one. He's getting the Reggie Miller. <laughs> fuck Reggie Miller. Yeah, fuck him, but you know, that's, that's what he's getting. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, we were pretty close on that. I was thinking the same thing with the Golden Glove for you. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, anything else you want to touch on on that? Uh, I, I like your deploying or pick. I think that's good. Um, it's a stretch. Yeah, it's, it's a stretch because Pep Roulette is serious too. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking this Paqueta signing is, is hey, De Bruyne's, we're going to start rotating. Like, if Paqueta happens, I think we might see a little less De Bruyne in Premier League. You know, he might be like a Champions League guy. You know what I mean? This is what I'll definitively say about it. We, we're, putting a, we're putting a label on, on Phil Foden. I mean, I'm really – we this whole time City fans have been dying, take the 10, take the 10. Let Give him the 10. He deserved the 10. And Pep has been so reluctant with the full trust. He has been so reluctant with the full trust. I will say in the heated in the most heated of moments, gun to the, you know, back against the wall, gun to his head. He did put Phil Foden in that spot and we did just fine. So there is trust there to a certain degree, but I just find it wild that he hasn't really fully committed to allowing him to have that midfield role. Now that we have, you know, the jack that we've had. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not pepping the genius, but We'll see, man. We'll see. Luke, Lucas Baguetta's what, 26, 27? He's not that young. I don't I don't think he's that young, is he? I think he's 
Let me check. If he's, if he's younger than I thought he was younger. I thought he was like twenty four. I would be stoked if he is, because then that tells me this guy can probably learn a little bit. Twenty five. So so he is pretty young. Yeah, mid 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 twenties. That's good. Yeah, I think good he's age. adaptable. Yeah, he's adaptable. I I, I would be very very <clears throat> shocked to think that Kevin or 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 Phil don't get in there. I think Lucas is going to be adapted into. I think it will be that that sort of winger role. Yeah. It's kind of where I think it'll be. Be interested, though. Damn. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we're getting closer and closer to our top six prediction, predicting the winner of the the, the league and all that good stuff. Um, but let's start off with two other categories. Who's going to be your disappointing team of the season? And who is going to be your surprise team of the season? And then we'll roll right into relegation. But give us those first. I'm going to go first. Go. My surprise team of the season is going to be Aston Villa. I don't think it's that crazy of a pick. I think it's kind of the sexy pick, seeing people put them in the top four on oh. DR Sports. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – I thought they were very, very good last year. Um, they had Steven Gerrard for the beginning of the season. He was dreadful. And then uh, Unai Emery came in and steered that ship correctly. Ollie Watkins was banging in goals left and right. They add Diaby, Tielemans, and uh, Pau Torres. I think they probably will add somebody else as well um, before the window closes. So, yeah, I think I think they're going to be a very, very solid team. Tough team. Villa Park is always a tough place to go, no matter how they're playing. Um, they always have a great, great crowd. Tough place to play. And their fans are going to be hype, and they should be. They definitely should be. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll have a very good season. And there's going to be my surprise team. My disappointing team of the season is going to be Brighton. I think people are, that's a team that people are trying to put in that top six conversation as this is going to be a steady team. And I just think that in the Premier League, they're going to take a small step back. I think they're going to focus on Europa League. Let's try to win a trophy. Let's try to be this year's West Ham, bringing home a European trophy. You look at that Europa League. Yeah, Liverpool's in it, but it's always a competition that's kind of a toss-up. Frankfurt won it two years ago. Um, who won it last year, the Europa? Uh, Sevilla. Sevilla won it. They're consistent winners, but I think Brighton is going to really, really go all in. This is their first season with Euro- European football, so it's something they're not used to. But if I'm Brighton, I'm going hard in Europa League. I'm trying to bring home a trophy. And I think because of that, they're going to take a small step back in the league where a lot of people, you'll see a lot of people, oh, Brighton, top six. Can they push for top four? They're that sexy team right now. I got them. I got them peaking last year. They're going to take a small step back. They'll still be a tough team. They'll still be a good team. There's still going to be moments where they play people off the park and we're going to go, man, Brighton. And I'm sure next year people are going to be throwing $100 million at Matoma. Throwing $100 million at Ferguson, maybe uh, Jao Pedro, stuff like that. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. The Kudus thing is interesting because supposedly uh, uh, an agreement was done between the clubs, but it seems like Kudus does not want to go to Brighton. I think he's waiting for Chelsea. I think he's waiting for Arsenal potentially to come in because he has not agreed to the deal. The clubs have, but the player has not. Look at that. Did not know that. That'd be yeah. interesting. That'd be well. I'm I'm curious as to that kudos player. I think there's some versatility in him. So I'm very very curious as to how he kind of 
plays out the rest of the year if he ends up moving. With the Okuku um, injury, I, I just see Chelsea coming in and taking that deal and giving him, hey, how, what's your contract like with Brighton? We're going to add 20, 30K a week to that. You know, Brian, that's a good segue into that Chelsea team because let me tell you something right now. You need not look any further than Chelsea when it comes to the flop of the season for your boy. (laughs) This club, Brian, is trying to take a barrel full of water but has 27,000 holes in it, and they're trying to fill them all up to make sure that water stays in there. There is no way this club is going to have the success that people think, all the moves that have been made. A wise man on this podcast earlier today had the had the the audacity, the gumption to say the following, which I don't disagree with. You don't just go from eighth to fifth. You don't just go from fifth to winning the Champions League. Well, Brian, you don't go from whatever the fuck Chelsea finished last year to twelve. Thank you. You don't go from 12 to being anywhere near that top six. Chelsea, for me, are the clear-cut flop of the season. A thousand ways to different go to, to go. They don't know what they're doing. They just had a star player who they have had in their possession for almost damn near a year now. Pretty much. Signed, signed sealed, delivered, and go and behold, he's not a, he's gonna miss upwards of half the season. Incredible incredible and that's even before he gets in the training you have a player yeah. music that you paid 100 million for what are we doing thousand ways to go new poach what are they doing how are they going to do it i don't see it flop of the season now my guy the pure homer in me has come out <laughs> the absolute surprise team of the season is Burnley. I see it, and I'm slipping the Kool-Aid. Yeah, you really are. Ran by Vincent Company, having the penalty-saving under-23 English goalkeeper, James Trafford. But we probably are going to have Murek start. I say we already. I'm all in on this fucking team, man. I am all in on Burnley. CJ Egan Riley, a defender I rate pretty highly. Academy products, city. Great, great player. I highly rate the uh, Tayward Halen Bayes that we're trying to go ahead and make sure that they have loaned out and finalized the paperwork. He's not on the official y- uh, roster, but he will be. They have a midfielder that I'm going to give you a good, good name to pay attention to that I think is going to kill it this year. Scott Twine. Scott Twine is going to do some work in the prem. You're hearing it here first, but I think he's going to have book it. 10 or more goals this year for Scott Twine in the Premier League. He's going to kill it. I rate Josh Brownhill. I've actually watched Josh Brownhill. I'm very, very impressed with him. Now, part of you is like, hey, dickhead, City fan, you're not saying a particular name that's on that roster that was on United's roster last year. Wout Weghurst. Is going to be. Oh, I forgot. He's back on Burnley. Absolute. He's back there? He's back. Okay. He's on the official roster. I'm looking at it now. 
I think he might cook under Vincent. <laughs> now you're reaching. Now you're smoking. I am. I am. I'm sipping the Kool-Aid. I'm going disgusting takes for Burnley all year. I will be a delusional mutt for this club and for my great captain. You're a candidate for the mutt of the season now. <laughs> I am all in on this club. They are my surprise team of the season, man. I have a couple questions. <laughs> Please. When you say surprise team, where are they finishing? What's going to be the surprise? What are the expectations from uh, the Burnley Burnley stand? Do you want my outside looking in, my OLIs of the top six? I have three. So I gave – I technically have a top. Where are they finishing? Like I just want to – we can do that at the end, but like just specifically on Burnley. You're going to fucking kill me, but I'm going pure delusional. They're they're seeing Europe the following year. I got them in seventh. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucking nuts. You need, you need your head examined. I legit have Burnley finishing seventh next year. I don't give a fuck. They're killing it. They are killing right, it. We'll get year. back to your order later. I th- <laughs> for me, like, if they're going to be a surprise team, they're going to be like what Fulham was last year. Fulham, yeah. Fulham came in. Um, a lot of people, you know, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll come back up. They'll go down. But they were pretty strong for most of the season. Probably would have finished in the top 10 if Mitrovic didn't get suspended. I think they finished like 11th. So for me, that that would be like if Burnley was truly the surprise team of the season, that's that's going to be their their story this season. Seventh, you're losing it. Yeah. Question number two. <laughs> Chelsea. Were they your flop of the season before the new Nkuku injury? Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was not. I was. Not I was going to ask who was it if it was if you if you changed it up. No, no, no. no. The, the, I I was I was close to matching United with Rasmus. Flop of the play, player flop, and then and then going yeah, yeah. with with the club disappointment. But I decided not to, just because I still you know. All right. I, Let's get into this because I really want to hear now your top ten since you have Burnley fucking seventh. Um, <laughs> but let's do relegation first. Yeah, um, I think I think there's going to be one common in these relegations. I just don't see how Luton's Town survive. I just <laughs> I just don't. On them already. I love the story. <laughs> I love the the car park, the no, stadium in a in a an apartment complex. It's cool. <laughs> it's going to be a crazy crazy away trip. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see the pictures, the 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 interviews with AFTV. Yeah, uh, the fan cams, the, yeah, the, the vlogs, show. all that shit. <laughs> but man, they have no chance. I'm sorry, they just don't. They don't even have a fucking stadium right now. Their first game was postponed. This just this doesn't have a storybook ending. And the storybook ending is them finishing 17th and staying up. Seriously, <laughs> exactly right. that's the bar for them. Yeah, that's all they have to do. Yeah. But I still think that's a tough, tough task. Yeah. Um, so I, I have them bottom, bottom of the league. Easy, easy, same here. Easy. I have. Last one of last year's promoted teams in it, Burnmouth. I think they'll go down. I don't think they've done enough um, in the off season. Or two for two. Look yeah. out! I, Look I think out. I think they they I think they got very very lucky last year to stay up. They did. I really they do. Did. They hit yeah. a nice little purple patch and stayed up. Congrats! That's that's awesome. That's really I love seeing championship teams come up and stay up. I just think they'll go they'll go down. Um, yeah. And West Ham. Go fuck yourself, you there piece of shit club. <laughs> I fucking hate you. And it was cemented with the news today that your best player might be leaving as well. And I yeah. know you won't do the business because you're trying to get 
McGuire and McTominay to to replace Declan Rice. Who are you going to get for fucking Paqueta? El Manny and fucking uh, Fabio Vieira or something like that? Like, who, who are you going for next? I mean, it's just going to be embarrassing. I, I can't wait to see who they identify to take that spot. I really can't. It's probably going to be Dewsbury Hall from Leicester City. That's my that's my official prediction. He, well, he did have a nice little showing. <laughs> he decent, but he's not saving you from relegation. No, but he he is a Premier League player. He is a Premier League player. Like, yes, for fucking I don't know Fulham? for West Ham, a team that's going to get relegated. <laughs> or that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you 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 and I are two for three. We're we're perfect on Bournemouth, perfect on Luton Town. This team escaped relegation last year, and I'm looking fuck you right at them. Everton and the dice ball. Go away. Yeah, the time wasting might seriously play a factor. Go away. Yeah. Your days of doing anything with the negative dark arts go. You don't do shit with it. It's time. It's time. Yeah. You feel the wrath. So that's my three for the relegation. Good picks. Good picks. Good picks. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We'll do our top six. We'll stick with that. And we could do outsides looking in at the yeah. end. But uh, let's go one by one. Sixth place. This is where I did a scratch off. I actually had Chelsea finishing sixth. <laughs> Scratched them off after the name Cuckoo injury. Big For injury. Sure. No, 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 no banter at all. Big injury. They were looking decent in preseason, and it was all because of a link up from Nkuku to Jackson at the striker. Yeah. That link up between the midfield and the, the, the forwards. Yeah. That's all gone. And they don't have the replacement. Mm-hmm. If they bring in Kudus. He might be good, but and Cuckoo just looked perfect for that role. Yeah. I doubt we're going to see that from Kudus as as much as I I like the player. So even if they do that, which they that might not even happen, I think I think that's a huge injury for them. Wesley Fofana already got injured. They seem to have an injury curse to them. So yeah. who's next? I mean, I'm sure a lot of Chelsea fans are thinking it, but really, who's who's going to be next? And yeah, I just. I scratched them off, and I put in Aston Villa. I think Villa will get sixth. I think Unai Emery, I think he's the perfect manager to finish in that six to eight bracket year in, year out. Last year they finished seventh. I think they'll finish a little above that. They are in the conference league. I don't care. That league is fucking trash. We saw a team that was going to get relegated this year win it last year. So that (laughs) won't affect them at all, I don't think. I think maybe it just might give them a little more momentum, maybe yeah. get their bench pieces cooking a little bit more, make them more effective in the Premier League. Like nobody talks about that. They always go, oh, it's Europe. It's going to be worse. Sometimes it's a benefit to get those players some serious minutes. And then later in the season, they can they can give you some Premier League minutes that are beneficial. So Back. I have Villa in sixth place. Who you got? Newcastle. The okay. drop is serious, and I don't Two doubt places. it. Yeah, I, the the drop is serious. I see it going down. I see it not being fully there. the The offensiveness is there, the connectiveness. But I think this is a year where we're asking ourselves: last year, that run that they had, Newcastle top four. Eddie, how did you do that? That's what we're asking ourselves this year. Newcastle are going to be six for me. Are the owners asking themselves? Do we need a better manager than Eddie Howe? I already got two names on the list right now that are disgruntled at their current location and would probably fit 
seamlessly and very scary. Luis Enrique. Yeah. Luis Enrique. That's a funny story. It's the first name that comes to mind. And then the second name that comes to mind is the man who is currently a free agent and who I think who would be kind of ideal for him. And that's my man, uh, Julian. Um, what's the, the German? The German. The guy who used to coach Bayern Munich. Uh, the young guy. Oh, Nagelsmann. Yeah, Nagelsmann. Julian Nagelsmann. The skateboarder. Yeah, skateboarder. Yeah, he's out of a job right now. But surf's up, dude. He'd be killing it at Newcastle. Surf's up, dude. Um, all right. That is my number five team, Newcastle. I think they will drop off. I don't think it will be as dramatic as going to six would. I think that's a pretty decent drop off. Um, but yeah, I think they'll be in fifth. I think. Wait, I, who's sixth? I had Villa. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So fifth, okay. I have Newcastle. Okay, yeah, I okay. think they'll drop off a little bit, but I think, I think defensively they're just solid. Now, I don't think their defensive numbers will be as solid as they were last year. So that's why I think they'll drop off a little bit. And the league's going to be tougher. But I think they do have enough to maintain those European places. Honestly, I was thinking about swapping them with Villa or Chelsea, whoever I had in there. I think fifth and sixth is pretty interchangeable. But I have Newcastle finishing fifth. Yeah, you've been so consistent with this. This is so thought out. I'm so happy we took the time to do this because it matches with Villa. This team for me at fifth is going to have a drop off, but I have a crazy uh, goal go assist over under for you, and I'm putting the marker high for this guy. Uh, Brighton is my number five team, and Jao Pedro is going to have Damn. over 15 plus goal and assist contributions for this club. I saw signs, and I mean it. I watched Brighton. I probably I watched more Brighton than City this summer. I'm not even bullshitting you. I legit and I have City Plus, so I could have watched all of the preseason games. You definitely did because you were always texting me about it, bro. Brighton to me, there's gonna be drop off because what I got them fifth. Joao Pedro is the signing that for me. That's not is, a drop off. They finished right sixth there? last year. Oh well, then it's an upgrade. Look at yeah, that. Exactly. It's an upgrade. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, my bad. What am I thinking? Yeah, Brighton are are, are, are going to upgrade one spot, and they'll be. Uh, uh, I, I like the Jao Pedro signing. I really do. And it looks good. It does. But here's the other thing. This is regard. I made this decision knowing. I think I say those go. I think I say the leaves. I don't think they hold on to them. I think they're going to take the money, and I think they're going to do something oh, yeah. in in the summer window. I do want to shout out. Let me look up his name real quick. If, this he, guy, if he does as well as you're predicting him to, he's. Definitely, definitely gone next year. Uh, who, Deserby? No. Well, well, Pedro. I thought you were talking about Pedro leaving. But yeah, Deserby probably as well. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I And yeah, I'm so happy it comes up quick. Um, this squad for me, man, this, this is this guy. He came from Dortmund on the free. Um, I rate this guy so much. I I fell in love with how he played. Mohamed Dahoud. Yeah. He looked good too. A free from Dortmund. He looked fucking phenomenal for me. So what they've lost is good. It's incredible. So that's my number five. Yeah, I really, really, I like what they're doing. Top four. Well, actually, fifth is going to be Champions League spot most likely as well. But we'll still say top four just to say it. it's been a it's been a phrase ever since the Premier League started mm-hmm. back up started up in the nineties. But top four. Who is your fourth place team? They're in it, but they're not in it. They're around because of name, but they really ain't doing shit. Are you doing a Jeff Poetry Slam? 
<laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> it's definitely United in the fourth spot. United. You're not a big dog. You're not up there with some of the upper echelon clubs yet. You're backing your manager, but you're not fully there. I got questions galore. And I just think these other three teams are that much better than you. United are my fourth club. So they're taking a step back because they finished third last year. So the are on Mount um, Hoyland, probably Amrabat. Um, oh. But you think they're going to take a step back. Well, what's going to be the main reason for their step back for you? The inconsistency in the lineup. I think we're going to see a carousel this year with how many different players are going to have at left and right wing. I think there's going to be a lack of consistency in who they're playing, very much questioning the gel. I also question the fact that Bruno Fernandes is your fucking leader. I think when the towing gets tough, I think when things get going, when things really, really kind of put it up to pressure where he's matched with other big players, I think Bruno's going to fall off in some of those moments. And, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a drop off for them. Inconsistency with the lineup. That's gonna be the biggest thing. And Juan Basaka fucking sucks. Yeah, he does. But you know, United fans talk him up. He locked up Vinicius Jr. in a you know in a scrimmage or a fucking friendly. Who gives a fuck? He but did yeah, not. But yeah, no, nah, he didn't. Anyway, my fourth place team back in the top four, Liverpool FC. Wow. I'm just not buying. People are putting them back in the title race. I have huge problems with their summer. McAllister, nice player. Good value signing for what they signed him for. Sabaslai, rate the signing a lot as well. But did they need to get another attacking, attacking midfielder when they had holes out the ass last season? Uh They were scoring. But they were also conceding a hell of a lot. Like I said, hoping Van Dyke returns to old Van Dyke form, that's not a plan. Hope is not a fucking plan. Hoping Kanate stays injury-free, which he has proven he can't, that is not a plan. Hope is not a fucking plan. I just think they had to come in. If they were serious, and if they did these things, I probably would have put them in that title race. Yeah. But they didn't do them. If they came in and said, all right, DM, we're going for Declan. We're getting him. If we don't get him, let's get Amrabat. Let's get, let's get, um, who's, uh, let's go get Frankie Dijon. Like serious moves like that. Yeah, serious moves. Or yeah. let's get Caicedo. Yeah. And perfect. then let's get another center back. Let's go, let's go get two more center backs. Let's take Vanderven from Tottenham and let's take, um, let's go and get, what was another big center back signing or, uh, center back, they could have gone. Kim, they could have got Kim. Kim exactly. Let's, yeah. let's go make those moves. Then I'm like, okay, they're serious. Mm-hmm. But them not addressing those issues is is a joke because we saw them concede some very very embarrassing goals last year. And like I said, hope is not a plan for me. You need to go in and identify the problems and fix them. You can't just cross your fingers and say, please Van Dyke, please return to 2020, 2019 form. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree for sure. That's your uh, your number five. That's my four? number four. So, who'd you have? At, uh, you had Man United. So we're on to the top three now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go my third place team, Manchester United. Um, I rate the Onana signing. I think yeah. Mount. I I don't I don't really fear it. I think it's more of a depth signing for me. Um, I don't think he's that great. 
and I don't think he really fits in that midfield. They need more of a ball carrying eight. He's he's not really that guy. Um, the link up, the link up between those two, because Casemiro is not a great passer. He's he's more of a traditional DM, you know, scrapper. Get red cards every game. We know he likes to do that, but he's he's not that he's not that pass up. So he can't do that Thomas Partey link up. You know, Thomas Partey is the link up for us between our center backs and that. Mount is not that. Casemiro is not that. I think that's going to be a problem. They go out and get Amrabat. Can he do that? I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about him, but I don't think he's going to be that link up as well. So I think while there'll be a strong midfield, um, I, I do think they're going to be more open this year. They had a pretty good record of, of not conceding goals, but I think they'll concede a little bit more this year, but I also think they'll score a little bit more. So, you know, as much as I hate them, I do kind of rate what Ten Hag's doing. So I think they'll maintain good form, but it just won't be enough to get into that title race. Um, there'll be moments. We'll, 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 hear, we'll hear their fucking psychopath fan base mm-hmm. in, in November and December saying the title's theirs. But mm-hmm. I think when it gets to crunch time, Champions League games later in the season, I think they'll fall off a little bit. This is where I've had to do my second scratch off. This is where I had a really difficult time and I settled on this team being third. It's so tough. It's so it's so tough. My top three, it, it's just. I have Liverpool. I have Liverpool. If the question for us is simple. How far can you get trying to outscore folk? The answer is going to be Liverpool. And it's going to be third. That's as far as you can go with trying to outscore folk. Yeah. I think this team is really going to be pressing forward. I actually think Liverpool are going to be. I actually have Liverpool beating City and Arsenal this year. I, I think I think yeah, Liverpool. Anfield is, a, is always tough. That's a joke. I'm over that. I'm over that. I'm pre- I'm pressing on that moving forward. I'm I'm over. I'm over. You'll never walk alone. Is is it's it's the most overrated bullshit ever. And I'm I'm over this whole concept of that place being a fortress. I'm I'm screaming to anyone who's willing to listen. The Etihad is a true for- fortress moving forward. We've been absolutely. Well, uh, we need we've been a pool fan on to to argue that. Yeah, because I disagree, but I'm just not that passionate to argue it. <laughs> I don't really I, fucking care about Liverpool. I, 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 we are an absolute fortress. We are an absolute. It is crazy the the games that we've been able to win there and the levels of dominance that we've showed in our own place. I you think, think you'll go unbeaten at home in the Premier League this year. I don't think so, but no. I mean, it's gonna, I think we're going to be very, very. We take care of home almost all the time. Like it's crazy to me. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't get enough enough talk. I'm over the Anfield shit. But yeah, Liverpool are third for me because I just think they don't have the defense to compete with the top two. So yeah, third for me for our, for uh, Liverpool. Yes, I was close to fucking saying that other club. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is top two, and I think for both of us, it's going to remain the same as last year. I have mm-hmm. Arsenal finishing second. As much as I want to pick them to win the league, and I do think it's possible. I think it'll be a lot closer than last year, and you know. You just never know what will happen. Injuries might play a factor. We had a couple unfortunate ones at the end. So you never know. I think it'll be closer. I do think Arsenal have a shot. I'm not saying they, they have no shot by picking them second. And, I, of course, I want them to be uh, to win the Premier League. I'm just 
playing percentages here. I, I think the percentages fall a little more for City. The fact that no Premier League team has won four in a row, I think that's that little extra motivation that Pep will be using at the end to to push on City and that they still are going to have the experience over Arsenal. Still a young team, one of the youngest in the Premier League. And like I said, I think it's possible for Arsenal to win. People are picking them. And I don't think it's an outlandish pick. I think we've seen uh, Arsenal was very good last year. And questions you've had about their depth and, 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 and stuff like that have been addressed. So I think it's possible. I think I'm out, if I put a percentage on it, I'm like 65, 70 for Man City to win league. And then the rest is with Arsenal. I think it's a two horse race again. Um, I really do. I don't, I don't, I think, I think, I think you saw on Sunday, those are the two best teams in the league. Yeah. In my opinion. And I think it's going to remain that way. And everybody's talking about how competitive it's going to be. It's going to be competitive. Like you're, you're not going to have very many easy games. Aston Villa is going to be tough. Brighton's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Hell, you have Burnley finishing seventh. So Burnley might even be tough. So it's yeah. not going to be many easy games, but that's going to be for everybody, you know, city get off the slow starts, you know, defending the champions league, stuff like that. You know, maybe, maybe these 95 to a hundred point in, in, uh, year in year out outputs that we saw from city, maybe that'll go back to being 90 wins the league, you know, because I think it's more competitive now. So, right. you know, the extra points are just not, you know, 89 won it last year. I literally, I was just about to say, man, your point is so valid in what we've just seen. It took 89 points. And for us, we played over 60 fucking games last year, mm. over 60 fucking matches. I mean, it is, if if you are going to do of, of any bit of significance, your season toll is going to be so huge. Arsenal have that depth. It is wild for anyone to make fun of a club that dominated the Premier League for almost 93% of last year. You cannot take away from that fact. They are competing. They are changing and more dynamic. I mean, this is where, again, I don't want to toot the Pep Guardiola horn, but Mikel Arteta changed dynamics and has an attacking style. You know who hasn't been able to adjust and then finally did at the end and they looked good? You think I'm going to let Liverpool fans get away with the fact that they decided to tuck in Trent Alexander-Arnold last year and putting him in midfield and it actually looked halfway decent and results started the show? It's okay. Stealing is teaching. Teaching is stealing. It's all fine. You're able to take lessons and adapt from it all. But when you deny or talk shit about so much from another point of view and then try to do the very thing and it works, it's laughable to have that take. It's laughable to have that stance. Arsenal are definitely there. They are my number two. They are my number two. They are definitely going to be competing. I'm curious how both of our clubs approach the champions league you know both of us are in it to win it now thursday or we don't have to worry about thursdays you and i on tuesdays and wednesdays are prime timing it for those for those champions league nights it's prime time for us to see what europe is going to bring us and i mean we're going to have to do a little flashback to some of those older champions league teams that you've had because i i've I always remember clubs by unis in Champions League and Arsenal had some fire kits when you guys were in the Champions League. So this this next great this next move up for Arsenal is going to be so intriguing to me because it's going to have an effect on the Premier League, yeah. especially when we start to get to February, March and April. Who's still in it? Who could maybe focus on the league? What if we're both in it? 
who I mean it's it's going to be incredible. So a lot of that is going to be a huge variable. Yeah, I got Arsenal second, and you know you know who it is at first. What do you think the percentage? What do you put the percentage in at uh, Arsenal winning the league? Arsenal winning the league, I put at a comfortable thirty percent. Okay. Yeah, I that's put about a, what I'm at. I put a comfortable thirty percent. Um, I do not give um, anyone else a real significant chance. I will say Liverpool get the both of us this year. Uh, I'll also go ahead and say we're probably going to draw against Burnley um, <laughs> this this, <laughs> this week. This week, Friday. Really? All right. All right. We don't we'll, start. We don't start early. Yeah. We'll see if you stick with that. Maybe something yeah. will change. You scratch some stuff off this list. You never know. Lucas but, Paqueta, um, Paqueta. Well, that's that's He's not, not going to see not, the field. He's not going to see the pitch anyway. But he'd be a good Pep player. I, I I see I see Pep turning him into a monster. Well, um, I'll save my take for it, but I will say right now he will not be doing that dancing shit with us. Pep, <laughs> Pep, Pep is Pep is Pep is not that dance is ridiculous. It's not happening, Papa. I'm telling you right now. The, no. the, the look yeah, at me, I Louis. Leave, that, that shit's not happening. They leave in the January window for for us. Asking of nothing of the club, take him and just pay his wages type shit. Yeah. You try to pull that little mimicking mime dancing bullshit, and I'm telling you right now, you are in the fastest playing the fucking San Paulo. Enjoy that beautiful Brazil weather, bro, because it's not happening. Wait for Don Carlo to come coach you in a year, because we will not play that shit. So he's got to tighten that up. But I know nothing about his personality. He seems like a nice kid. He's got a wife that dances a lot too. They do dances together. I saw that. Again, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to cut that shit out. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on Paqueta so far. Yeah. Yeah. I saw those videos and that's, that's a, that's a good point. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, so basically do you fear if, if you fear one thing from city, is it the fact that sometimes I think Pat Riley wrote a book about this. It was a very, very good book called um, I forget what it was called, but it was basically about how when Does you me- achieve everything, mm-hmm. you kind of hit a wall and, wanting more winning more it's just all most of the players on the team have already done it so the natural hunger is not there do you think that that could have possibly could be like the number one thing that makes city finish second and lets arsenal win the league i don't just dis- yes i i think that could be a part of like it you're kind of due for a down year at some point like all the best coaches have it no matter yeah. what yes no, there's there's no question. There's something to this that you cannot sustain um, that level of success for so long and being able to eventually have a drop off. This comes with, by the way, aging veterans. Typically, you see when your leaders are at the point where they've done it all. Um, it's yeah. really hard because Pep, everyone's going to get tired of Pep. Everyone's going to get tired of Miguel. Everyone's going to get tired of Jurgen. They all get tired of the great managers. It's the backroom staff. It's the leaders, the club players who police themselves, who hold themselves accountable. Odegaard's still hungry. Odegaard still wants it. Saliba is still hungry. They still want it. They're not finished yet. You know, we, in order to have that sustainability, need to have the majority of our players be hungry and no question it's hard to raise that motivation level it's got to come intrinsically we got to be able to look within and look in ourselves and say we need to be able to sustain this i go back to the point that nathan ake made a week ago in which he sat down and did the uh the 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 interview after his extension shout out to nathan ake uh get better soon actually i hope you're ready for week one against burnley 
And he said it perfectly. The manager has already sat us down as an explain how we can do it again and what we need to achieve this year. And I truly believe there's a level of professionalism that requires a player to get up after doing it all and say, we can do it again. So, but to, to, to the player changes, this is why I get excited about a Lucas Paqueta. This is why I get excited about Jascal Gavardio, because we're looking to change the dynamicism with what we're doing. We're looking to change the overall level. It's that sustainability that you're arguing is so right. You're so right. I can see where we go to the Champions League semifinal, lose. Oh, well, and then, oh, we're eight points behind Arsenal and they're not stopping this year because they've made the right moves. I can see it 100%. And it's at that point. We don't really question. We're not going to get down. We're just going to ask ourselves, how can we continue to evolve? And that's that's the thing where I credit my club so much. We have managed to continue to just keep a level with everyone falling off. You see it. And it's just like we, our, our signings, our transfers, our moves, our contracts, the extensions, the extensions we don't make, the players we give off. The academy pretty much fund a lot of the work that we're doing this summer, and that's incredible to me. Obviously, winning the treble does a lot for that too, but all of these things allow for that very thing that you're pointing out. The fact that eventually you're asking yourself, God, they got to have a drop-off at some point. And yeah, right now is the perfect time to go get City, to go get it because you got to question if they really, really want to keep that level up there. I just, I hope that Joscal's thirst I hope that Mateo's thirst. I hope that Lucas Paqueta's thirst eventually. And I hope the leadership and the staff and those players say, we can do it again. This is what we do here kind of thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Refreshing the squad, which is something that City always does. It keeps you from having that. But, you know, eventually it might not be enough because it is is tough. And the league is improving, you know. It used to be two teams going for it. We're predicting that to happen, but – we're also predicting three through 10 to be very, very tough outings. So what we're predicting we could be talking in a month. Oh, shit. That team, they're serious. They're coming list, for the title. You know, list nobody off expected your, Arsenal last year. List off your three to seven. Who do you have in seventh? Oh, seven to 10, you mean? No, no, no. Three from three to seven. I gave you three to six. You're saying from seven to 10, right? No, I just want to hear. I'm, to your point, to your point, listen to my three to seven. Arsenal, United, Brighton, oh. Newcastle, Burnley. Okay. Listen to how grouped up those guys are. My eighth, my eighth is Chelsea. My, ni- my I'm sorry, yeah, my eighth is Chelsea. My ninth is Villa. Like, yeah. listen to those teams right there. They're so grouped up. To your point, it's it's why I'm so laughing at Burnley. <laughs> I'm, dead about it, man. I'm dead fucking serious about it. I hope it gets clipped. I don't care. I'm going balls deep into Burnley's team. This whole thing, bro. I'm all in. They're backing him. They've done the right moves. I think Vincent Company's a fucking manager. I think that guy is. They've been training all fucking summer, by the way. Yeah. All fucking summer. Low key, they might slap us come Friday. Low key. We'll see. I always said, and we'll, we'll say my prediction for Thursday. We, yeah. we, we know you picked a draw, so that yeah. one's uh, – maybe you'll change it. But playing playing a newly promoted team away at their ground on the first day, day of the season on a Friday night game, that's a tough game. We got destroyed by Brentford two seasons ago. We were a crap squad back then. But that, that environment, I, I'll remember that because they were fucking – it was a party. They were wild. And I expect the same from Burnley this week. 
I know people, I know the, the, the fans are believing in Vince and company and what's he doing. So when you have belief in the squad, it's not like, oh, we got lucky to come up here. It's it. Yes, it is that they're in the Premier League. Boom. They're excited about that. But there's belief in Vince and company. You know, yeah. we saw his team play very, very, they pretty much dominated the championship last year. The championship's not easy. So there's a lot of belief in this squad. So I think that's a very tough game for City. And we know City, the time to get them is in the beginning of the year. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Turf Moore is going to be lit on Friday. Absolute lit. I'm excited yeah. for all of them. And I'm genuinely ecstatic for Vincent Company. He's got a 100% fan in me. They are definitely my second club in the Premier League. I will do. I will be getting a shirt. I will be backing this club no matter what. As long as they what back they slap you 4-0, are you going to be like, nah, I'm good. I come on next time <laughs> with a Burnley shirt on. <laughs> I come, I actually, well, no, you won't. You'll be, I will, I'll be pretty <laughs> four nil, four nil to start the season. And I, can I don't, even, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just saying, no. what if it does? Are you really going to be tooting that horn that, that hard? Then I have, I updated revisions. I have to Burnley going in the top four. <laughs> <laughs> You're slapping the best, the, the fucking best defense in Europe, four nil to start the season. I don't care if we're in the fucking Sahara Desert. We better not lose four nil to Burnley. I'm just yeah. saying that right yeah. fucking no, no, no. now. That can't happen. That it can't, can't happen. happen. So if he does slap us, also, what's that contract looking like? And Pep, can we just go ahead and sign him now? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, come on back. But yeah, it should be interesting. I, I have Chelsea finishing seventh, Tottenham in eighth, but you know, Brighton, <laughs> Brighton in ninth. Yeah, we didn't even mention Tottenham once this whole podcast, except for calling Harry Kane a fucking lowlife. Um. um but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not getting away from this for a second. You have Brighton lower than Tottenham. Yeah, it's probably a misstep on my part. But I'll stick with it. <laughs> that is going to be haterade. Brighton is going to be a very, very good team. And they're, they're, I have them finishing ninth. And that's not too crazy, you know? Yeah. No, you're not wrong. And we we got to watch out for tricky teams. You know, Brentford is always tricky. Fulham had a very nice season last year. So, And there's always a surprise team. For you, it's Burnley. You know, it, it could be somebody else. You know, maybe West Ham go out and spend that two hundred million. Psych. <laughs> what are they gonna do with it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, but, yeah, you just never know. You never know. It's gonna be such an exciting season, and I'm very, very excited to pick the games and and get our bet underway because I look forward to that every week. It's gonna be the same. There's a kit on the line this year. Yes, sir. Kit of choice at the end of the season goes to the winner. Um, and yeah, it's going to be the same thing. Pick the games, pick a, pick a winner, three points for the win, one point for the draw, right? What was, what was our system? Yeah. So if you get a perfect score, perfect score, score, three points, that's right. Win one point loss, zero points, three goal scores, one point for, for if they score and we add them up all 38 weeks. Sometimes we even throw FA Cup games in there, but only usually the big games. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Last year was very, very fun. Um, went down to literally the last day, so it was a great system, and yeah. um, I'm expecting it to be the same. I think I think this week one is going to be crazy. I think it's going to be very. I think I think we'll probably do both do bad. I, I seriously think so because I just well, think this season's going to be there's going to be so many unexpected variables. Well, let's, I mean, just kind of recapping a little bit off the top of the dome about some of those players that we had fun last year. Matoma rocked it for you. Odegaard hated, hated me, you, but loved you. 
Ollie Watkins was the same for me. Every Ollie time I picked him, he never scored. When I didn't Every pick him, he scored. Time. Every time. Every time. It was ridiculous. I had a little bit of an issue with West Ham all fucking year. Every time I expected them to score. I was so close, but then they always had a goose egg. They never showed up in the prem when I fucking needed them. So it's pretty funny how the league kind of pans out and how it goes with the point system. It's going to be really, really dope to see some of those teams that we cling to and for some of those scorers that we try to cling to. I got a few names already. I've been kind of strategizing. The Fantasy Premier League obviously helps us. Oh, we got to pick our team on Thursday as well. Remember that. Write that down. We have to put in our team. And we're going to have to look for a goalie because (laughs) Ray is is not going to start. So we have to do some work. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that kind of fucked us. Um, But yeah, we got to do. We got to remember to do that Thursday. I I completely forgot about that. But write that down. So we'll do that at the end of the podcast. We'll pick. We'll pick our lineup for the weekend um, on our team. But yeah. Anyway, that's it. Sixty-seven in the books. We'll be back in two days for our picks for the week. And the Premier League is back, motherfuckers. Let's get it. Peace.